There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Thursday. It is the morning sickness. It's 545. Let's get this thing started. My name's John. There's Brady. There's Brett. There's Big Dick Toledo. Let's go. Uh, it is a, a beautiful morning, by the way. I got this. I just I have to. Brett just sent me an email of a guy who's just willing to come down yeah. to uh, to pick my citrus. I told you that over the weekend I was pulling all the lemons. I still got tons of lemons on my lemon trees. And I pulled as many grapefruit as I could get. I think uh, every once in a while I'll see one. I'm like, damn it! Like the grapefruit trees are pretty good. Can't sleep. Lemon trees because it's are, hanging in the tree. Oh, it's brutal. Lemon trees are brutal. So this guy said, "I'll drive all the way from Sholo to do it. I might take him up on that. I would. Screw it. Finish it off because it, it's a lot. But uh, it, it, I, so I've got lemons and grapefruits in front of my house right now, as a lot of people do when you've got citrus trees in your yard, where you just give them away. Put it on Nextdoor app, put it on some sort of social media thing and say, hey, it's free, come get it. Uh, Megan's dropping lemons and grapefruits off to this old folks' home and these old ladies that can't get enough of her popping over there. And she made friends with one. I'm like, no, play dates with the old lady. She's not coming over. Oh, yeah. Uh-uh. Not to the house. Early bird yeah, special. I don't threat of that. Not if I'm home and I ain't going over there and I ain't going to lunch with it and I'm not, No. That's a, just a recipe for disaster, making friends with a 92-year-old. What if you like her? She's not going to last long. It's, it's, a, it's a heartache. You just you set yourself up for a miserable funeral visit. That's all you're doing. <laughs> making friends with... You've already got a 92-year-old friend, Paula. And you've been friends with her for a long time. We knew that when we met her and she was 78. One is Max. <laughs> right. When her 94-year-old husband died a couple years ago, you're like, that's it. Don't make friends with really old people. It's horrible. She's so sweet. Now she wanted with some grapefruit, and I brought me up so glad. But no. Maybe we could take her to lunch. No. You do it. But I get this uh, email from a guy who I actually know, not real well, but no. So he skips over the next door thing and hops on the email and goes, hey, uh, I'm not far from your area, and I'd love to get my hands on some of the lemons and grapefruits you got. Are they... Uh, you, you have any? And I'm like, oh, yeah, there's tons of them. And I said, uh, and he goes, well, what's the address? And I'm like, well, I know you a little. Don't be a weirdo. No pop-ins and no knocking on the door. Just you're here for the grapefruit and lemons. That's it. And he goes, oh, no, no, I mean, I got it. I get it. I'm like, all right. Uh, so I give him the address. And then he texts back. He goes, one last thing. How long, is these, how long have these been outside? And I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, how long have the lemons been outside? Because uh, I, I don't want any bugs on them. And I said, what do you think? I got a f- lemon orchard in my house? It's, they're always outside. Lemons start outside, finish outside. With the, Picked in the yeah, bag right, or something. Does, like I don't care. F- off. Lemons are always outside. If you're bougie about lemon pulling, and I spent hours on a Saturday ripping them off, yeah, they're always outside. You just throw them in a bug pile. Lemons live outside. 
Look, pal, this is a natural grocers, okay? <laughs> exactly. Oh. You're, you're begging for free lemons. You're like, well, I got a couple of rules I need you to adhere to. I'm like, what rules are those? Your lemons must live indoors at all times. They are on trees. And what kind of pesticides are you using? Trees are outside. The, the lemons are always susceptible to bugs and birds and stuff. It's, a, it's in a wheelbarrow outside. They're about two days off the tree. Did well, you scrub the wheelbarrow first? I mean, you know. <laughs> That's what I was like. What did you expect with the lemons? Well, I like I like my lemons grown in greenhouses or indoors. Maybe you're thinking they're just on the ground and you come over there and pick them no. up out of the yard. No. What do I live in the biosphere? Yeah. Fuck yourself. Uh, they're free. There's nothing worse, and this is a life lesson to everybody, when somebody says, here, this is yours for free, and you start asking questions or, no, it's free. Either take it or not. Go f*** yourself. <laughs> And he started laughing. He goes, well, you know what I meant. And I'm like, I know exactly what you meant. The lemons are outside from the inception of lemon to the end of lemon. The only time they were inside was when I walked them through the house to take them back outside. They have spent a grand total of about 11 seconds in a home. That's it. Otherwise, the lemons are always outside. I hate to break it to you. Almost all lemons are always outside. Not the grocery store ones. Right. And what's the difference between those and the ones I'm giving you. The price. They're in a nice pyramid. <laughs> yeah. I've seen them. They grow in uh, beautiful pyramids. <laughs> and they grow in uh, refrigerated areas. Maybe it was a Gilbert mom and they figured you weren't going to be oh. giving anything away for free. So, you know. With that. <laughs> well, that's how you got to get rid of them, too. <laughs> the segue Brett gives me. Oh, real nice. Oh, All right. Brett. Somehow or another, Gilbert mom has collided with lady who caught her husband banging in the kitchen. Oh, come on. Yeah. It's in my hands. Look at this, too. Forever. Whoa. Yeah, Gilbert Mom. Should we have, should we have the days of our lives? Yeah, music? Right. Yeah, yeah, cue it. I, this is, I don't know if this, this is more of a, this is just a side story to our soap opera. Maybe we should just go with the Louis Armstrong. Give me Wonderful World karaoke version. All right, hang on. I, I, True, I, that I, is I, the yeah, new song. It's the new song. Yeah, the handyman in Sholo, if you want to come down, and I got some work for you to do around there. But, yeah, the guy who had the – I just want to make sure that those lemons have had a nice indoor life. They're indoor. It's not a cat. It's indoor-outdoor. It's a lemon. Well, maybe this is – you can think about this. You could get rid of them a lot quicker if you put them out front, stacked mm-hmm. in pyramids. Well, they were pretty – they were though. The grapefruit were stacked very nicely. Okay. But you know what happens, Brady? People start taking them, and the pyramid disappears, and they just become a pile. Then Plus, you have to go – it's like uh, folding clothes at a yeah. – Retail place. Exactly. You got to go back, go back and repair it. But again, I'm, they're in a brute uh, thirty-gallon trash can. That's a very clean, unused trash can. And I, if I did that and I started to stack them, you still couldn't see them because now we're down to like the lower half. And now, you know, I didn't expect that this was a crazy Jim's everything must go sale. I know I'm going to have some left over. It was a gesture to say, "Hey, I've taken the time to pull all these. If you guys want free lemon, Alex." If I could pop by there and inspect your lemons. No, you can have them or you can drive off. Yeah, and- keep that to yourself because he could drive by and like, eh, I'm not liking these lemons. So just <laughs> yeah, right. move on. Don't right. say anything. You just didn't like right. the lemons. What you have is a disease where you think that lemons uh, live some sort of sheltered and empowered life indoors. <laughs> I get all my lemons from an inside tree. You need to plant a tree in your living room and do that. But lemons are always outside, Alex. Always. How long have they been outside? Since the beginning of their lemon lives. All right. Oh, you got it? All right. Listen to this. You're going to like this because you made fun of me for uh, my. What the Gilbert. I did. The Gilbert. They Mons do. Mons were calling me. Just going along. 
I got a couple of good emails about that whole thing. But this one's really good. Listen to this. So back into our soap opera as the U turns. It said, uh, Dear Holmberg. Didn't say dear. It just says Holmberg, actually. I started listening to your show a few weeks ago after all the Gilbert crime situation. Not because I wanted to be entertained. I was curious why so many people had attacked you on Reddit uh, on the Gilbert forums I was looking at. Uh... And I needed to hear for myself. I was not impressed with you or disgusted by you. I do not like you at all. You are a poverty-stricken man's Howard Stern. Ooh, that's better than Good one. Boy, that is. That's really twisting it up. Still right? calling you, Jim. I know. That's <laughs> <laughs> your takeaway there? <laughs> yeah. All right. But begrudgingly, I have uh, laughed, I must admit. There are times I can't believe how cocksure you seem about nonsense you spew. All right. However, when I laugh, it's mostly at the Brady character. That's you. Yeah. Uh, he's seemingly the only worthwhile person on the show, and my advice to him is to escape your surrounds <laughs> as fast as humanly possible. <laughs> I was fine with the antics for the most part, but now you've gone too far. You're actually taking pride in the tragedy of someone else's personal nightmare for the sake of attention and ratings. Someone emails you with an absolutely horrible story and you gleefully cheer for more. Salacious and titillating as it may be, it's also juvenile and tactless how you're acting. A woman who's in a real situation that emotionally cannot be imagined has spilled her tea with you, and you air it like you have a right to because she's a weak human being who's lashed out into the abyss and left her soul bare. <laughs> wow! The chat GPT right this? That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> you decided to excoriate her as a, quote, whore. And let's stop the letter there for a second. Um, she offered her services to everyone who's willing to take her up on it. Or <laughs> you shame her and her situation for what, I ask? Ratings? These are human beings and you are not. This is my favorite line I've ever read on the radio. Ready? You are a malignancy on the body of humanity. <laughs> This is an educated woman. We need, you, that shirt. we need a shirt with that. She gets into that. She started telling you I how bet. important it. You are a malignancy on the body of humanity. I can't imagine, uh, it says, I can't imagine ever reading something so personal and misguided and think to myself, I'll use this for my own benefit. But that's exactly what you did. Desperate and sad. I'm curious how you're going to respond to me. And the trolls and losers that follow you probably need a thesaurus and a professor to explain this correspondence so they can easily understand. That's a shot at all the listeners. Yeah. You never dealt with the likes of me, an educated person who knows how to verbally slice down weaklings like you. You know, in her defense, that's exactly what idiots would have done. <laughs> I already know your response. Quote, thanks for listening. And guess what? I will be. So why don't you try to come up with something intelligent? Start with an apology to those people and then leave them alone. They're lost and you're making it worse. You're a sociopath with no empathy or compassion. Ex Here's where we get into the real fun of it all. And every email that goes on like this reveals itself for what it is. <clears throat> you're a sociopath with no empathy or compassion. Ready? You're exactly like my ex-husband. Oh, Here we there go. There we go. Here we go, Jim. Press you, the button. You think you're charming and witty, but deep down you're a little boy in an ugly old body. She's not talking to me anymore, even though she's not wrong. 
And you need to feel better about yourself by attacking people. Well, what did you just do? You called me names, sociopath. All right, anyway. Uh, this letter has exhausted itself. I've become incredibly angry just letting this out. And like my ex-husband, you'll end up dead, handcuffed, or <laughs> miserable and all alone the day you die. Oh, my God, she's mad at her ex. Uh, and none of this is trivial radio. Is her ex Howard Stern? That's what I want to know. <laughs> no, no, none of this is trivial radio nonsense. Oh, none of this trivial radio nonsense will have any bearing as a life accomplishment or some sort of usefulness to the human experience. By the way, I know there's no way you read this entire thing. Signed, Shanda. You should go and have a meeting with her at Postinos tonight. Oh, my No way Shanda's oh. from Gilbert. Yeah, he's, he's from Gilbert, all right. <laughs> this one's even better. This one's not mad at me. Look, Shanda, I'm sorry your husband is horrible. But uh, my intelligent response is, sounds like you need a good dickin'. <laughs> <laughs> Hadn't had one for a while there, huh? Why don't you get some WD-40 and a crowbar, knock those cobwebs out, and let the next guy in and just kind of relax a little bit. You seem a little Shanda? Isn't it funny? Shanda. Where they, like, Shanda like Panda. That can't yeah, be see if you can find her. No, no, that can't be. We'll letter, find uh, this one. Like that just explodes, but the, what they don't realize is the person that they're talking about or trying to protect came to us to begin with. Right, but her, she's saying we should never have taken it. Even though she came that. to us, right. we shouldn't uh, talk about it hey, on the air. Let me tell you this. When Shanda. she's asking us to do that. Yeah. First things first. You try doing four and a half hours of content every day and have that land in your lap and ignore it. You're crazy. That's great stuff. Second, it's not my problem the human experience out there is going through all their stuff, but it is my job to shine a light on it and find hysterical angles to it. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Anybody I don't care who you are. That's a fun story. If Shanda's sitting at the Postino and somebody goes, did you hear about Melissa? She walked in on her husband banging her brother. I don't care how educated and hoity-toity you think you are. That's going to perk your ears up real fast. You're not going to sit at Postino's table, sip your wine, and go, we shouldn't be talking about this. Those are human beings. If we, if we took into consideration people's feelings every time we open our mouths, we'd never talk. We have an option on this show. We could we could ignore that letter and do news and traffic on the nines. <laughs> right. Or talk about that whopper. Oh, but but this whopper, Brady, isn't why she's mad. I know. It sounds like her husband was fun. What you're saying is, yeah. And a good time. There's where the hurt's coming from. And she's still mad that that's, that, that dude's gone for well, whatever you reason. You got duped. And I do a little bit of reminding of her, of he that guy. just like him. Especially the part where she said, you think you're charming and witty. Which means she used to think her husband was charming and witty until she found out, oh my God, everybody thinks he's charming and witty. He's not just like this with me. And then she started getting bitter and mad. Did you find her? Uh, there's a couple. There's more in than I Gilbert, thought, There's a lot of Shandas. Now there's one in Peoria. This is Gilbert. I'm looking at Well, maybe not. She just said she got interested through the Gilbert. The but Gilbert why thing. would you be interested in Gilbert stuff if you live in Peoria? It's just one a in Mesa. That's a maybe. Yeah, I have no real response to you. You don't have to like no, me. No, she's married. Don't, I don't Honestly, care. that's not it. No. <laughs> right. Dude's going to put up with that broad. Yeah. Look, take your ringless hands and go do something with them. Make yourself useful, Shanda. You don't have any jewelry in the way. You could do some gardening. You could, you could get out there and 
uh, you know, woodwork, art, something. Kill the time. I know that right now uh, your ex-husband's checks that keep you floating are, uh, you know, just enough to get you by so you don't have to do anything every day. But you know what? It sounds like your idle hands are getting you a little bit, you know, busy thinking about things you shouldn't be thinking about. So I'd suggest, like I would with most Gilbert moms, well, get a job. Not real estate. Stop it. That's silly. You're not going to actually follow through on that. Become an earner. Have some personal pride. Quit living on your ex-husband's checks. His alimony isn't going to last forever, and neither are your looks. So develop a personality and get out there and Maybe that's earn. why he bounced. Yeah, write, that's write a book. Yeah. You're a good writer. Well, no, she's an idiot. Um, well, <laughs> she was a pretty good writer. Yeah. The that's part about the bared soul. what the, we get? The bare soul. Oh, no, it's definitely better than most of our emails. <laughs> the bare soul was impressive. They laid their souls bare for us. Isn't that what you're looking for in entertainment? A bare soul, an open book, peeking into the windows of other people? That's the whole point of Facebook, Instagram, so you can see into other people's lives. That's why everybody puts on a show on social media. So when you do look in their windows, everything seems good. Very rarely do you peek into somebody's windows and see their husband, their brother-in-law. That's an awesome story. The other thing is, that letter in itself could be another example. Her letter, we could have taken the high road on. And just ignored it. So yeah, she, she, just like the story. She could have taken the high road and said, I just don't care for that yeah. gentleman. I'm going to move on. But she couldn't. Just like f- me, Shanda. I read stuff like that. I got to react. So I think I speak for all the listeners. Uh, when I say, Shanda, f- you. A hearty, huge <laughs> f- you and your miserable, dusty, old, cobwebbed up. That's right. Unintelligent response indeed. But you know what? Sometimes we have to go back to the three-chord melody. Back to the basics. I'm basically Nirvana of your brain. You know what? It's gotten a little too heavy with the guitar solo, Shanda. Maybe just go back to the basics. Get yourself one of those uh, tribal drum beat going in the background and get I guarantee your life will be better. You're not going to be so uptight. Email a new radio station you just started listening to. She likes you, Brady. I was just going to say, Shanda, the Brady character says you're going to find yeah. love. You'll no, you're not. Love Shanda, not like this you won't. Not not with this attitude. Not the letter writing Shanda. She, Don't write letters. The only person I could hook you up with is that dumb <laughs> thinks lemons grow inside. <laughs> How long have these lemons been outdoors? I don't know. They're in my hot house. <laughs> the tree. Here, I'll show you the tree. It's outside. I mean, there's a turf lawn, but I think bugs still get in that. Anyway, Shanda... Thank you for your email, but, uh, you know, there's a reason you're alone. <laughs> See you postinos tonight. Oh, yeah. I can hear the writing right now. <laughs> oh, it's, he's just hammering It's going to be keyboard. excellent. Right. Oh, and you the, also, the keyboard's just... <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> there, and he killed Louie. <laughs> it's the funny part about it is is uh, her disdain for the fact that, um, generally, that uh, I've made fun of things. And uh, I am a little man for... Tearing down other people. And then what did she do? She called me names and horrible things. And she did the exact same thing she's mad about. Here's another one that shows up for our soap opera this week. On this week. So, dear John, I am a homosexual. <laughs> I, wa- I don't know why that makes me laugh. I just, I emails <laughs> it's very, a strong start. It's usually me laughing at that story. What are you doing? It's like kicking in the door like... <laughs> Homo! We're here and queer! <laughs> yeah. Like Kool-Aid man coming in and trying to blow me. I'm a homosexual. I watch homosexual porn. I also think you're brilliant. 
And as mean as you are about yourself, I think you're also sexy AF. <laughs> this guy's also, he's a blind homosexual. Uh, that said, I wanted to tell you, there is a bunch of gay porn where the wife stumbles in on her husband boning somebody. Just like that letter you got this week. I'm 54, I still say letter, I just caught myself being old. Uh, it's a fantasy for tons of married men who aren't openly out to have a boy toy on the side. The excitement of the wife finding out drives the desire. Trust me, I've been a boy toy. I've taken advantage of the boys. <laughs> oh, God. Everything you're talking about is basic gay porn except the brother part. That is super gross. But I will tell you that stepdad gay stuff is definitely strong. Mom walking in on her husband with her son's friend is like gay stuff 101. I just needed to chime in. If you ever want that cherry popped, by the way, email me back. Oh, well, he knows you're pristine, so right. he's uh, all up in there. I am definitely... Uh, Put him on the list? Desirable. <laughs> and yes, you're right. My generation had uh, of gay had roles. You're a top or you're a bottom. Rarely are you both. I've done it, and I have a preference. So lay down uh, for me. Signed, Howard. Howard the game. His name goes into the hat when the drawing right. happens one right. day. Right. When, when we have the big golden ticket for that. I mean, Setjet's no longer there, so i got to come up with a new contest this summer. Ten listeners will get to That's right. And <laughs> you, get, you get a shot at it. Anyway, that's our, uh, our we're diving back into our, our soap opera. I'm going to kill Louie, although I do like that as our background. So we didn't hear from... Uh, nothing. No, because okay, we had a bunch of people asking about that Nothing from anybody. I... I, I, I I've still got a whole bunch, but I think everything says F. Shanda right now, so I'm pretty sure <laughs> I have to go backwards. Uh, this guy says, I guarantee that bitch is a teacher. You, you, she, the one complaining about you, uh, it's a pretty articulate complaint. I think she thinks she's one of those saucy bras that wants to be considered intelligent. Like I think she's got a hang-up that she didn't do anything with her education, and she wants to wear it on her sleeve. So she, you know, she writes those flowery uh, Louisa May Alcott, you know, they bear their souls right, you know, to an email to some dipstick like me. I think she, my my assessment, my armchair analysis of this, and I'm pretty good at this, is that she's probably highly educated and then married a dude and didn't do a thing. And now she's probably around 45 Older than that. Uh, you I'm think? going 49. You think she's higher than yeah. that? I think she's I think, probably yeah. mid-40s. And the reason I think the that, other side of eh. expiration. Oh, she's on the she's oh, yeah. she's on the downslope of expiration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She married that guy. It didn't work out. Mid forties, he's gone, and now she's sitting there faced with like, I am an educated woman, probably a counselor of some sort, or maybe edu- education. No, I, th- I think it's a good. I think she's a legitimately educated. What if she was a but solid she didn't do earner anything. and she got halfed? No, she didn't. That didn't happen. That's not a, not a thing in Gilbert Bridge. Please stop it. Shh. You be quiet. This is why Shanda likes you. Well, she's got time. <laughs> she, she has time to write the letters, so. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, she's not she, doing maybe. anything. But I bet you she's got, like, a really good education. And she didn't do anything with it. And now she's regretting the last 20 years being married to a guy who ended up leaving. And now she's got to start over. So she, she wears her education on her sleeve. She wants everybody to think she's super-duper smart. <laughs> And basically what she is is a failure in life and a complete C-word, and now she's firing off at anybody that'll listen. But, she, you know, there's a couple lines there. A malignancy on the body of humanity? That's a great line. I think that's awesome. 
Uh, Renee says, even educated people can be really effing stupid. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's that. <laughs> I agree with Freight Train here. <laughs> Freight Train says. <laughs> keep in mind. The, I was right. Yeah, the articulate nature of the last email we received from Shanda. Uh, and with a counterpoint uh, to that uh, well-written and seemingly well-thought-out, although rife with obvious windows into her soul... Uh, freight train counters with this bitch's cooch shoots dust like a fire plume. <laughs> we'll be right back with more point counterpoint after this. <laughs> Shanda, do you want to respond to freight train's assessment of your cooch and the fire plume? <laughs> so well put. This is why I like hanging out with everyone. That, that lifted truck right now is giggling. <laughs> that dude, crazy. probably honking that huge train horn. <laughs> they read it. I'm freight train. <laughs> that dude probably leaves every room. See ya. I'm freight train. Bye, freight train. Bye, freight train. Yeah, it's uh, you know, we get a lot of we get we get a lot of people responding. Shanda is not winning friends over. Patrick says, John, you should remind Shanna that those yahoos reached out to you knowing what you do for a living. It's not like you posed as Father Dale and asked for confessions about gay love and offered poon to any takers. Now, in Shanda's defense, and I'll stand up with Shanda on this, they did email me a lot of personal dirty laundry, and it was my job to say, do I want to go with this or not? Yeah. (laughs) Yes is the answer 100 times out of 100. You did use some discretion. I don't use their name. Yeah, I I thought I was being kind of classy about it, but... Look, I'm trying to grow as a human being. I'm trying to, you know, understand women better and be better as a man towards them. But these bitches have to understand it's going to take time. (laughs) Santa made me happy. Please rip this bitch a new a-hole. Chat GPT helped her with that attention-seeking, lonely, miserable human being that was dumped for something better. That's from Donnie and Vicky. That's a husband and wife that took the time Tag to write team. that. Nice job. Yeah, I, I think what I think the saddest letter I've gotten this week might be Shanda, because that ending "You remind me of your my ex husband" was like, oh no, you had a fun kind of opinionated ex husband, <laughs> and then he looked at you and said, "You're boring now," and he moved on, and now you're mad at people like him. You're lashing out at people, not just your ex-husband, but like like she even compared me by saying charming and witting, which means she kind of wants this me. I think she kind of wants me. She wow. wants to, she's using you to get to me, Brady. He's like, I like that Brady. Could I meet him? Sure. But I think deep down, and that's why I think she just needs a good old, you know, bend over kind of situation is that she needs to just be calmed down a little. You know, who's going to tame this filly? I can't do it. I don't have any interest in that. But. She's too busy trying to have the, you know, everything work in her favor. And what she really needs is somebody to put their hand over her mouth and give her a good one. Somebody bend her over the charcuterie board. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, smash her face in that high-end Whole Foods cheese board. (laughs) Holmberg's Morning Sickness. What are you doing? Eat the cheese. Eat the cheese while I... Ow! Oh, this is exactly what I need. That's right. What you need is a man in your life to calm you down from this nonsense. 
Because what you'd have done if you had a man in your life is gone in there and come. Did you hear that idiot on the radio this morning talking about? Man, calm down, Shanda. Why I'm going to write a letter? Don't go write in any. Come here for a second. What are you doing? Put your face in the cheese. <laughs> I bought you all this expensive goddamn cheese, and you're, you're using your mouth to complain. <laughs> anyway, but how did the Gilbert moms fiasco? Yeah, what, bash into this. Like I got to listen. See what's going on. Because she came across those... Uh, she saw letters about yeah, this... the threads. This bad boy over here in Phoenix making the Gilbert moms angry. And uh, and she wanted to give it, a, give it a listen for herself. She wanted to say, well, I don't know. Why are they being so awful? This day? I'm a poverty-stricken man stern. She didn't even say poor man stern. She broke it down and her adjectives are so flowery. That's ChatGPT. Even ChatGPT wouldn't waste time writing poverty-stricken man stern with Chat the hyphens. He went off the uh, rails the other day. <laughs> People were getting responses from it. I knew you'd like that. Uh, Armand says, if Shanda got off the keyboard and cooked and cleaned a little more, she might not have time to write the show. She might also still have a man. <laughs> <laughs> What you don't understand, Shanda, is we don't care what you think about us. So what? Response to chat GPT Gilbert Mom. I would love to be the jam in her jelly roll. Kisses, Shanda. <laughs> signed, Ken. <laughs> Thesaurus? What the hell is that? Some sort of dinosaur? <laughs> Keep it up, boys. <laughs> Oh, they need a dinosaur to help me understand this goddamn letter. What Jeez. a dumb bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. Crazy Gilbert lady. Could you imagine what entertains her? Brady's morning sickness? My God. She's insane. Uh, I don't think she liked me. I think she liked the Brady character. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's when I'm yeah. doing Brady. I think she likes you. Everybody likes Everybody you. likes Brady because Brady goes, well, I don't know about all that meanie mean stuff. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, oh, my God. People. Are... This is crazy. She likes Brady because she knows Brady. Her a-hole's not threatened <laughs> by Brady. No There's threat. no real threat <laughs> to Brady giving her what she actually needs. No real threat to sitting down face-to-face and looking across the table going, you know... Let's talk about the hurt, Shannon. Yeah, I don't want to really chat with you or anything. What you really need is a, is a man to put you in line. Man handler. Yes, you need a man handler. I don't need that, but explain it to me real quick. I'm going to put my hands on your hips and throw you against a wall. Oh, God. You're barbaric. Right. That's right. And pull you around by that awful ponytail. Yeah. She said, uh, highly educated or not, she definitely used a thesaurus herself, the one in Microsoft Word, to help her write that letter. Ironic, she accused the listeners of doing it. it sounded like a 12-year-old is trying to sound smart in an essay. You know no what? One, no one says the phrase cocksure, at least not since 19, or 1768. All right, see? Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, he's cocksure of all this nonsense, see? That's true. She did use a few old-timey phrases, which might lend to Brett's theory that she's a little bit older than I think. But I don't, and again, she's interested in the teen Gilbert situation. Well, she's pro- she probably, like, tries to wear her teen daughter's clothes and all that shit and try to be cool <laughs> fitting with her friends. You're just cussing. Well, I said clothes. No, you didn't. You said all that sh- Oh, did I? Brett's <laughs> <laughs> just cussing away. I'm off like, on a tangent yeah, now. Sorry. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Calm her down. 
I'm going to send you over to Shanda's house. You're, <laughs> it could be as exactly easy as a, one of her friends is a, a Gilbert mom in that situation. And she's like, you hear this guy? So she was curious. Yeah. What a miserable bitch. She probably eats her chicken wings with a fork and knife. No wonder her husband's not there. That's right. I have no doubt that I would be friends with her husband. <clears throat> I think that's a gold mine. <laughs> John, you're right about what Shanda needs. I'm retarded, but I know that Shanda thinks she's smart. And a good old-fashioned R-word dickin will be exactly what this de- lady needs to wake her up from her woke ideology. Thanks, Jordan. <laughs> Man, that's a good one, though. I got to tell you. Malignancy on the body of humanity. I mean, that's a great album name. It's just a good sound. Like, Marshall should sell that next to the Live, Laugh, Love posters and things that single women put in their bathroom. <laughs> Dance like no one's watching. Don't be a malignancy on the body of humanity. All right. <clears throat> Nutbag. Anyway, Shanda, thanks for, again, great content. You guys are writing the show for us. This is easy so far today. And she said she was projecting with her statement that listeners would need a thesaurus, too. That's not what people usually say. They'd say dictionary. Use a thesaurus to flower up your letter. I know. I can see through you. It's very true. <laughs> anyway so good letter I, I, good letter it was a really good letter and it was Thanks, a, pretty exciting to read that oh. to start the day giggle you got another one yeah, there's another one coming through. a lot of counterpoints to shanda there's one right behind it i'll just, mm-hmm. I'll just hang out here for a second <laughs> they're piling they're in piling up uh <clears throat> christopher says So she likes the guy who brought up gloves to Ron Goldman. Really? <laughs> That's true. Now, she probably doesn't know that story. She could have laughed at that. And those of oh, you, sure. you new to the show that are hearing going, Brady is the moral uh, compass. And he's a, <clears throat> I was at the mall with Brady when Ron Goldman's father, Fred, was working at the Nordstrom. This was probably in the year 2001 or two. And Brady and I went over to the mall together, went down the escalator and saw... The handlebar mustachioed Mr. Goldman standing in the section. And Brady, uh, in an effort to make me wildly uncomfortable, said, Would you like to say your quote? I don't remember. You I don't said, all I remember is saying, Are you looking for a pair of gloves? <laughs> no, no, you said, Where's the glove section? There, where's the glove section? Yeah. Fred. <laughs> I did not say Fred. <laughs> oh, now you remember. <laughs> Suddenly, it's also crystal clear. I started talking about men's gloves as we're Where's walking Where's the glove section there. over here, Fred? Is it this way? And we just Fred. kept walking. Did not acknowledge or point to Fred. We were right. Ne- you did it. Why do no, you think? No. How it hard is it? by. There he is. Please. How hard is it to make me go, oh, my God. <laughs> Very. And you did it with an earshot and with a slap of the hand. His name was never mentioned. Like the time I... Went up the escalator at the Arizona it's a legitimate Center. question that could happen at Nordy's. Brady's at the top of the escalator. <laughs> Brady occasionally tries to kick me in the nuts and make me cringe, and he's Mr. I don't like being uncomfortable. <laughs> My ass. At the top of the escalator, it was 1999. Meeting Brady for lunch. The food court. My friend Colin and my friend Jim are with me. Now, Jim is a Korean American. Brady stands at the top, and once again, you know Brady's trying to make me uncomfortable when he gives the Shecky Green Catskill clap. 
are you guys doing? What are you in the mood for today? Cats go clap. Little gook food? (laughs) (laughs) And it was for Wilson's. It was at Wilson's expense. Wilson's enjoyment. I'm just playing around unless Wilson really wants it. (laughs) And I again went, oh my God! Come on! We beat him once, we'll beat him again. So yes, Brady is the the one that Shanda says. He seems reasonable. And should run for my surrounds. <laughs> Hilarious. That's why I never say I'm the most moral man. You don't have to, Brady. You don't have you to. Didn't. You don't have to. You don't have to. You wear it on your sleeve like Shanda and her education. Since I just tuned in, I already know this bitch doesn't do anything for her man or ex-man. Stay in the kitchen, make me a sandwich. <laughs> If she's under 300 pounds, I'll take one for the team and calm her down with my Jimmy. (laughs) (laughs) And then I think this does it. G is right. Says, I'm no gynecologist, but I can recognize a (laughs) when I see one. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. And it's a good point, Christopher. Brady seems to be the one that should get away from me. Maybe get closer (laughs) to Fred Goldman again. It's the joke that never dies. Probably it was. It was passing it forward because a couple of weeks before that, I'm walking with a buddy of mine, and he does that to me. Oh, you stole it! It's hack. Yeah, you're basically <laughs> saying, and for the first time since this story's been told, that it wasn't your idea. You're blaming another man for this glorious maneuver. I don't believe you. He's trying to look good for Shanda. Mm-hmm. Complimenting. He's covering mm-hmm. himself. And saying, I didn't come up with that on my own. I couldn't. I couldn't. This is why we call you the most moral man in the Phoenix. Is because you're I acting like... I didn't this know was, he worked there. This was... Oh, stop, stop it. Let me get... Well, if I'm going to give credit, that Brian Landauer. You're Thank you, Brian. You're throwing it under Landauer. Yeah. Gets thrown under the bus here. Good one. This is why you're the most moral man. You're like, I could never possibly think of that myself. Not with my pristine Mr. Clean Brain. You but did he- that on your own. But in fairness, he did not do what I did. Which was he China. mentioned it as we're walking by. Hey, there's where there's Fred Goldman. Fred Goldman. You came right up with the glove Holy line. crap! You had the glove. That line. is him. You got super comfortable in seven days. Yeah. So then I concocted <laughs> the uh, the glove thing for you. I read your email yesterday after your hideous crime to Emily <laughs> uh, Brady. If you don't know, the most moral man, and this is why you're the most moral man, uh, made a mess on Emily's desk. Emily is a girl that uh, oh, yeah. has a desk by the front door that we walk in. And uh, he threw his bag of Dunkin' Munchkins and a huge coffee at her desk instead of in the trash as he, um, you know, like <clears throat> like a raccoon in the trash. He was eating. There was not a lot of time to clean up. So he just chucked it at Emily's desk, evidently, and, and ended up putting the cup in the trash can along with the bag of Munchkins that was the remnants. It's the wastebasket hoop. You it, know, you're right. shooting. You're taking a couple shots. The first one as you walk in. Yeah. So uh, Emily's given everybody the fifth degree a, a couple days ago about who threw this stuff away, who made a mess on my desk. And Brady says to her face for no reason, <laughs> the bag of donuts. Yeah, that's mine. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts coffee cup. I don't, that's with, not me. With ice still in it? Flat, I don't know who did that. Flat and utter lie to her face because he didn't realize that in his feeding frenzy he had made a huge mess. He didn't want to take credit for that. He got home or whatever. I don't know if you did it on your phone or if you got home and you just couldn't take the, my f- the pressure. Yeah. Emails Emily. I don't know why I lied to you, but I did. And he didn't say lie. He said fibbed because that makes himself feel better that it's not a lie. It's a fib. 
I don't know why I fibbed. I have sinned against you. And, I, and he basically was saying it subject is. Subject said confession. It's all mine. I, I, I don't know what happened. And then so Emily's like, uh, I said, do you forgive him? And she goes, well, it does seem sort of stupid. And I'm like, well, it's the stupidest thing a man can do, which is like, oh, yeah, that's all mine. I'm sorry. Did I make a mess? And they just clean it. But Brady just got scared of Emily. And again, Emily is a little bit frightened. She's heavily armed. Well, she we, went on. I'm not pushing Super proud that. boy. Yeah, don't push with her. Well, it's exactly what happened, like you said yesterday. When, when we were walking, Brady and I were walking downstairs, and she hey, hey! Yeah, oh, yeah. Whoa, 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 oh, what's yeah. up? No, and she was yeah. mad. She was not happy. And you should be unhappy when somebody chucks coffee and donuts yeah. at your desk and leaves it there. Well, and she asked me. She goes, who, who has Dunkin' Donuts? Like, not me. I get my coffee here. Well, I don't she know. asked me. I, I tried to blame KSLX. You know, Brady, so. Brady did that. <laughs> he admitted that the bag is his. Well, then the cup's his, too. It's from Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, you should see her look. What I'm saying is just the bag. It's just such a bad drinks, lie. Like, really? Well, and that's what I told her yesterday. I go, I'm like, see? yes, mom. I I didn't such a break the lamp. Lie. I told her that yesterday. I go, see, I told you it wasn't me. She goes, I knew it the minute he's just changed <laughs> yeah, the subject lied. mid mid uh, <laughs> yelling. <laughs> oh, so about this car, uh, you know, blah blah blah. So. I like you. I don't, I don't want to make you mad. <laughs> anyway. It was, so that's wor- why. it was the worst tap dancing I've done. In it's terrible. It was not. It, wasn't, uh, it was 50 years. There's, yeah, Brady. there's, there's your victim. <laughs> Picture of Fred Goldman. Put on a few pounds. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is there anything you won't say yeah, to that no guy? Kidding. What a dick. <laughs> what an asshole. I wasn't talking about you him. You know, he's probably eating a lot of pain, Brady. I wasn't talking about him. <laughs> the wife? He looks thin. I don't know. <laughs> Fred may have had a kidney replaced or something. That's a lot of swelling. <laughs> I won't. He looks good. I, stop <laughs> it. You can't do that. Put on a lot of weight. Looks sharp. Well, of course, Brady would say that. I think it's a good shape. This oval you've become. Don't sit in any walls. All the king's horsemen won't be able to do anything about it. Anyway, uh, it's 626. Thank you, Shanda, again. One less thing I got to do if you keep writing these glorious emails to us. I can just do a whole show of this stuff. Let's get a wake-up song, shall we? 585-9800. A good one! And we'll scream it together. It's 98KUPD. Wake up! It's out of control now.